The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 10. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. He said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. As I was preparing for today's sermon, I had no idea what I was going to speak about or how to fill the time. I didn't have the gospel yet, and I was nervous about it. My family lovingly suggested I pull out one of my many motherly rants, because those last at least 20 minutes. Ironically enough, after I got today's gospel, they were spot on with one of my more recent rants, actually. So bear with me. I promise this isn't about finishing your vegetables to earn your dessert or about the importance of doing your homework, or why we don't hit our sister. No, today I'm going to talk about why we help those near us, otherwise known as our neighbors. The importance of relationships with other people is a tricky thing to teach our children. Not too long ago, I found myself encouraging my family on the importance of reaching out to others. When I was slapped with a response, I am good with the friends I have. I don't need more. This hit me all wrong, but I couldn't explain it at the time. I ended up chewing on it all night when it finally came to me. Being a friend to someone isn't necessarily because you need a friend, but because they need one. God is calling you to be an opportunity to them for a reason you may not know. Of course, this revelation was met with the normal youthful acceptance of grunts and eye rolls, but I planted a seed, which is, which is what a parenting is all about right? But then we get to today's parable from Luke, which is a very familiar one, both within and outside the church. Although this parable can be used to help us understand many vital ways we are called to live as Christians, today we're going to focus on how it helps us understand what it means to be called by God to be a neighbor. Because reaching out isn't about us, it's about the other person. I wanted to start with the name of this parable, the Good Samaritan. To a first century Jew, this would have been an oxymoron, 
because to a good Jew, there was no such thing as a good Samaritan. Samaritans were considered half-blooded Jews who had perverted the Jewish race and the religion by marrying outsiders. If you've ever read Harry Potter or seen the movies, this sounds exactly like the term mudblood and how some of the wizards felt that the muggles had dirtied the blood of the race. Many Jews felt betrayed by the Samaritans to the point where in their eyes the only good Samaritan was a dead one. This is why a good and faithful Jew would go miles out of their way to avoid Samaria. They would avoid speaking to one at all costs and they would definitely rather die than let one touch them. So we have to ask ourselves, why would Jesus use a Samaritan in this parable? The first thought is to remind us that the kingdom of God, mercy is always a surprise. Acts of mercy can come from anywhere or anyone. It is to help us break up our molds of smugness we use to hold mercy back. We are learning to, that showing mercy doesn't only come from those who believe exact same as us. It can come from anyone. The second thought is to remind us that the kingdom of God, ordinary, isn't the norm. The priests and the Levite, we can assume, were devout Jews and would have avoided the stranger per their faith ritual laws. It wasn't a clean situation. But what is extraordinary is a person that society and religion had labeled as undesirable, untouchable, and even bad, reached out and did something no one else was willing to do. A third thought is to remind us that the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, love is for everyone. When we break it down, the Samaritans simply helped a person in need, not based on reward, not based on religion or nationality, but simply on need. This is to help us understand that need is a universal sign with no distinctions or stipulations about who we are to help, but that we are called to help. Next, a little test to see who is paying attention during the children's sermon. So, who is your neighbor? Rachel got it? Yes. Simply the person who is near you. The priest and the Levite would not come near the injured man, so they were not his neighbor. The Samaritan did come near him, so he was his neighbor. Quick look around. Who is your neighbor right now? Now think about your day-to-day -day activities. Who is your neighbor at any moment? Are you actively paying attention to when your neighbor is in need? Martin Luther is quoted as saying, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. Are you watching when your neighbor, are you watching for when you are needed? Or are you waiting until the right person needs you? Which leads me to the final lesson. Why we need to recognize when someone is suffering and how this is connected to worshiping God. Suffering isn't always as clear as this parable today with a man beat up and left for dead. Suffering can look different on every neighbor we encounter. Many times we are guilty of ignoring or turning away from someone who is suffering that's put in our path. Maybe we are busy, maybe we don't really know the person, or worse, maybe we feel they deserve it. But suffering can simply be someone not feeling included and not feeling loved. Archibald Rutledge, an American poet and educator, once told about, a visiting, church, told about visiting a church service where the singing was contagious the prayers were splendid and the minister was most impressive. As the congregation was leaving following the benediction, however, there was a woman, unkept, 
and weeping sitting by the churchyard fence. He noted only one of the worshipers paid any attention to her. One of the ladies went over and knelt down beside the desperate woman and sought to dry her tears and comfort her. Rutledge concluded that the only person in the entire congregation really knew, that really knew how to worship God, it was the one who did something to help. Needless to say, it's not hard to be guilty of not seeing what we don't want to see, or likewise not reaching out where we don't want to be needed. But next time you see someone suffering and you ask, why doesn't God do something about it? Remember, God has done something. He made you. God made you to reach out to others. God made you to do something about it. You are someone's neighbor, and God is calling you to draw near to someone and help. It's not always big suffering like this parable, but normally it's the little ones along the way. The bell ringer with a story to unburden their heart. The kid on the playground who needs invited to play. The sad, fat, the sad face that needs a smile. The sick who need to know they are missed. The lonely, who know they are not, the lonely that need to know they're not alone. The person who doesn't know where to sit that needs you to make room for them. Reach out to them, because it's not about your need, it's about theirs. Remember, God made us to reach out to others. Jesus made it very simple. Love God, love your neighbor. Therefore, we worship God and show him we love him by loving our neighbor. The real question we need to ask ourselves then is, can he depend on us?